When you start investing in stocks, you seek investment advice. When you seek investment advice, you go to the Internet. When you go to the Internet, you start believing all the wacky correlations spouted by armchair analysts. Sell, 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 sell. When you start believing those wacky correlations, you start buying and selling stocks based on butter production in Bangladesh. When you start buying and selling stocks based on butter production in Bangladesh, you offend your lactose intolerant girlfriend, who in turn moves out. When your girlfriend moves out, you can't afford rent on your own because all your money is tied up in the stock market. When you can't afford rent on your own, you become homeless and alone. Thank you. Don't become homeless and alone. Get rid of financial advice from armchair analysts and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. We're back. Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Shauna Theriault and Michael Griffin, and uh, we've been talking about some exciting estate planning questions. So, guys, uh, let's dive into some questions here. I've uh, got one that has touched a lot of folks. In the last few weeks, we saw uh, Zantac and Renata Dean um, being taken off the shelves, and Casey from Dallas, Georgia, has uh, given us a question about that. It says, um, Zantac's been... Uh, recalled because of probable human carcinogen, uh, meaning a substance that could cause cancer, uh, which is in those products. I've been following closely as I take a script renatidine or renitidine twice a day. I know my pharmacy gets the generic ready tabs uh, that voluntarily stopped production when the news first broke in September. Uh, what's this doing to Sanofi or Ready's stock? So Sanofi is a company that's uh, uh, headquartered in France. Uh, Dr. Reddy is uh, is a company that's actually out of India. Uh, both of their stocks are traded on domestic exchanges. And I'll tell you, the, the uh, revenue generated from these products is such a small portion of those stocks that it really didn't make a, a notable difference. Um, when when uh, the recall was announced. So uh, from an investment point of view, it really hasn't made a huge difference. But I like the way you think. Um, you know, when you see those everyday uh, life kind of stories, um, you know, if you're if you're thinking about maybe it maybe it impacts me, maybe it doesn't. But hey, what did it do to my portfolio? That's the kind of stuff that I would think. Um, and you know, it it is horrible to have products that. Uh, that we're taking that uh, do impact us as human beings and, and uh, could make a, a life uh, threatening illness. Um, but, you know, the, the fact that uh, um, Sanofi and uh, Ready have both um, recalled the products and did it quickly uh, is, is the way to handle it. Now, to be honest with you, we've got some others uh, that are out there, we've, you know, you, you don't have to look far to find an example of how management handles certain things. And in the last few weeks, we have seen uh, Johnson & Johnson and Boeing both have issues with products. Now, both of these companies are, are they're, they're high-quality companies. They've always been considered, you know, a, a great stock to own. Uh, we have recommended them to clients in the past. But when we saw some of these things start developing, we did kind of pull the plug on what was going on with those companies uh, and and uh, encouraged our clients to get out. What, what really bothers us is when we see 
uh, a product issue. Uh, so for Johnson & Johnson, it was talcum powder and the potential that uh, there was asbestos in the talcum. They, they found asbestos cells. The company management came out and said, no, we don't see anything going on. Um, I, just honestly, I read through so much of the material that was presented uh, as as a, a, a counter to management's um, their their way of thinking, or at least their stated way of thinking, and and I could not, in good conscience, continue uh, to recommend that stock to our investors. So we told them all to get out. Mm-hmm. Similar situation with Boeing. Uh, you know, we we uh, removed it from some of our models quite a while ago, but we still had some clients that uh, residually held it. And uh, when I started seeing some of the issues and how Boeing management was handling. Uh, the 737 Max issue. Um, it was one of those things that you just, you know, you can't, um, you can't in good conscience leave a, a client in a company that's got uh, obvious governance issues, and that to me is what it is. You've got, you've got people at the helm that instead of maybe considering, oh, there's a problem, let's see if we can fix this quickly, um, they just either covered it up or, or left you know, left it to uh, the courts to decide. And to me, that's not the way to handle those sorts of issues. So, um, you know, in in uh, this particular case, as soon as the, the issue arose, or at least as far as we know, Sanofi um, took theirs off the shelf and recalled all the product, and uh, Dr. Reddy followed suit. And that, in our opinion, is the way that companies should handle things. Agreed. Know, agreed. Try, try to do what you can to protect the public. Well, and you got to think, Troy, a lot of these, you know, we haven't been taking all these things for all that long, and you're probably going to see over the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, stuff like this come out more and more because they don't know the overall long-term effects of a lot of these medicines. Right. Yeah, that that is absolutely true, Michael. And uh, you don't always have, uh, you know, 100% um, understanding in the science that you might have created, whether it be, you know, a biotechnology stock or something that you found that uh, does remedy some of the issues that we have on a day-to-day basis. But uh, when they discover those sorts of things, it's absolutely time. Just pull the plug and let's figure it out. Maybe you can reintroduce it later in the, you know, into the market when you get it straightened out but uh 100%. you know it, taking it off the shelf as quick as possible is absolutely the way to handle any of that um but uh you know that's um that's um, one of the main issues that we have mm-hmm. you you can watch the news on a daily basis and you can see things that uh that might be handled one way or the other um and it, we don't always get a good example but uh, it's it, it always reminds me of what Dr. Gene says. He says, uh, uh, no man is truly useless. At the very least, you can serve as a bad, bad example. example. So uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I think probably all of us at a time or two have, uh, have made the wrong decision. So it's not uh, something you can't come back from. But uh, in many ways, you would, uh, you would love to see corporate management handle uh, certain things. As quickly as, as, as these companies did. 100% I agree with that. Uh, talked a little about when to uh, potentially sell a company and, and uh, governance issues are definitely one of those major issues that uh, you got to keep a watch on. Uh, quite often it's more than just fundamentals. you got to look at uh, 
at the story behind those fundamentals, and, and that's a, a very important piece. If you have your own questions you'd like to ask us, we'd love to hear from you. Our question hotline is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. Uh, you listen to our voicemail, leave your message, and uh, we play that uh, message, including your question. We play it back on the air and answer right behind it. If you'd like to call and talk to a person, it's 770-429-9166. If you have a financial planning question you'd like to ask Shauna or Michael, that'd be a great way to contact them as well. So, again, that's 770-429-9166, or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Or you can go to our website, Hensler.com. We've got lots of information downloaded for you. Uh, you can go in there, look around, find answers to all kind of financial questions. Um, so, guys, let's pick up uh, another question here. We got Chris from Woodstock who says, uh, I'm a widower at 78, and truthfully, I've had a hard time selling my house. I just want my, uh, I want to ease my cash flow. Uh, now that I'm getting older and may need more funds for medical purposes, should I take out a reverse mortgage? Shauna, what do you think? Well, it is a good option. So, you know, if you were to sell your house and try to get the, the equity out of it, then you still have to have a place to live and turn around and buy it. A reverse mortgage, it does allow you to take the equity out of your home and you don't have a mortgage payment. Right. So, you know, you wouldn't have to pay a mortgage payment. You would be able to use that money potentially invested um i have not seen this work in all situations i have seen it in a couple situations because you know it is a negative an increasing debt basically so it's still accruing interest it just adds to the balance instead of paying down because you're not making payments so if it's a house that the family wants eventually or you know something like that then i wouldn't recommend it um, you know, but it, it does have a place with specific client situations, um, you know, that it can be useful if you're needing to tap that equity. Yeah. And I imagine your house has to be free and clear of any other mortgage oh, in yeah. order for them to start. And, oh yeah. You know, there's, there's a few hoops you're going to have to jump through in order just to make this right. But, but you it, can actually do a reverse purchase too. Right. So I don't know that people know that where it's not, let's say you want to move to a house that's going to be, you know, the house you retire in. Um, or that you spend the last of your days in, you can actually do a reverse mortgage to buy a home as well. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, that's that's always an option as well. It did become a little, that's very expensive. The closing costs are very expensive for reverse mortgage, so sometimes it doesn't even make sense. Oh, depending wow. on, it's, it's a calculation, um, you know, that usually a percentage, but how much they will give you out of the house is depending on, you know, how much is the house worth and what is your life expectancy. So it's a calculation done you know, it's a government program set up to help individuals such as, you know, what um, Chris is describing. Yeah. So if uh, I, I guess probably best scenario is if you could sell the house, if you if you could find a good buyer for it, maybe just uh, downsize and keep whatever equity that you might could do that. Retain. You know, the, the only downside option. of that is, you know, costs of homes have gone up. So even if you can sell it, let's say you're downsizing, your house is 500,000. Okay. Well, you turn around, you have to live somewhere. So if you spend 300, you're only really getting 200,000, right. which that may not go a long way with medical expenses at some point. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, you have to think about, you know, what is the best use or how, how do you structure that? Yeah. I know I haven't done much research on this, but I guess in the, in this day and time where you can get 
uh, an immediate offer to move and you don't have to show the house and all the rest of that, it could actually be an option. But I think in those cases, uh, from what I understand, there are huge, uh, huge differences between maybe market value or fair market value and the Probably. price that you're offered. hundred um, percent. Yeah. yeah oh, I've yeah. heard, I've heard it might be as much as 30%. Wow. You know, that's on crazy. The, you know, differential from, yeah, if you have time to sell it yourself and I mean, or with a realtor or whatever, I would definitely do that instead of just, yeah. You know. And another thing I'd advise Chris on is, you know, he said he may need more funds, you know, I mean, if you don't need to do it right now, maybe don't take a, a, a reverse mortgage unless you absolutely have to. Yeah. I mean, the only upside to doing it now is the interest rates are low. But, you know, again, we've been saying that for how many years? Agreed. And we're <laughs> so. talking about them, you know, lowering rates next week. Again. Right. So, yeah. so. You know. right. Yeah. Hard to say. Exactly. All right. We got another one here. Jeffrey from McDonough says, I've been hanging on to Netflix since 2017. I'm not opposed to taking some profits, but I'm pretty sure I want to continue to hold it. Uh, but I've also been looking at Disney and Apple because of their streaming services I don't want to own all three, but I do like where the companies are taking uh, the streaming content business model. You know, this has been a huge conversation, and and uh, Apple recently started talking, uh, you know, uh, in earnest about moving to a streaming model. Uh, they they got so involved in it that uh, Disney's CEO Bob Iger, who was a board member for Apple actually had to step down because it looks like they're going to become a huge competitor for Apple and Netflix. They 100% are, Troy. Yeah. I mean, so what are you supposed to do? Buy all three? I, I mean, that's, I what they want, that's what they want you to do. I realize that, but they're not, I mean, I don't think people are going to, I mean, I don't know why they can't work together. Yeah. It seems like they have for a while, but now, you know, they're, they're everybody going to a corner and maybe even taking the gloves off. It, uh, what it could do, Shauna, is benefit us from you know more competition might drive the price down that's what you always hope for in those situations well, but yeah, it'd be nice if i could get disney streaming service and netflix for the same price i'm paying for netflix right now yeah that would be nice yeah then it wouldn't be an impact right instead of them sharing which has been going on behind the scenes kind Absolutely. of where disney content can easily be amazon prime from. has has that as well right they also Absolutely. have their own streaming yeah. service. Sure. Right, but if you're a Prime member, it's... And a lot of people just have the Prime membership, so they have the streaming service. Right. doesn't yeah, really have many. A lot, most of the stuff on there, it seems like you have to buy it anyway. Yeah. Well, this is the model that it seems everyone's going to. And um, if you think about what they're saying then is uh, they're going to be creating content. Now, if I stop and think about who's got the most content... I say Apple, I mean uh, Disney probably wins the game. This has been their their uh, their model forever. You know, 100%. create content. Uh, they always like to do it with, uh, especially in the cartoon days when when they had instead of paying, uh, you know, a high profile um, celebrity, they would just uh, create a cartoon and use a voice. And you know, while the voice might become uh, kind of that pseudo um, star if you will they they still um you know were able to avoid huge costs so disney's been at this for a long time uh we've recommended disney to our clients for a long time as well uh and we continue to do that we like apple um we don't so much like net like netflix but it's really because their uh their model has been showing a few it seems like it's built out and they've always um in my opinion shown maybe more um, 
users than than seemed reasonable. Uh, and you're starting to see some cracks in that. And, uh, you know, recent uh, quarterly earnings reports have, have gotten them kicked around a little bit because we are starting to see some of that fall. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's uh, all the time we have this week. We thank you for listening to Money Talks. Michael, mark it up or down? Up. Shauna. Up. All right, that's a quorum. We got three ups. We think the market will be up. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.